Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, February 4th. Give people the time they need to express themselves clearly. The rhythms of thought vary, but sincere self-expression requires careful, sometimes prolonged, deliberation. So much of this book is about how not only to get along with other people, but also to help other people. You know, the, Swamiji made an interesting comment once. He said a lot of uh, uh, lack of people being able to understand each other is a, is a matter of rhythm. And, and even like extreme accents, you know, some, some accents have a slower rhythm or a, a different, uh, different sound to them. You know, people who from Jamaica speak English very differently than people um, with a Latina accent or... People from the South speak it very differently than the South, the Southern United States speak it very differently than people from Boston. People in England have a whole other way of pronouncing all the same words. People in India who are raised and educated in English have a rhythm to their English that is, is exceedingly different. I remember I was on a, a phone call and I was talking to a travel agent, and the travel agent was speaking Indian English. My name is Asha, which I'm called Asha, which is a name I've had since I was in my early 20s. But it's a Sanskrit name, and it's a common name in India. It's fortunately, it is, it's a sound that I can carry really anywhere into the world. It doesn't have a clear nationality unless you know. But I was talking to a travel agent, and I can't even remember why, but he had a, a pronounced way of speaking Indian English. I hadn't traveled in India that much, so I wasn't as, as, as attuned to it. And I had trouble understanding him until I started mimicking his accent. And because my name was Asha, he didn't think that I was making fun of him. And, and I just started speaking in his same rhythm. And when I started speaking my words in his rhythm, I understood his rhythm. It was actually very interesting because I guess my mind sort of matched his in some way. Whereas when I was accenting words and, and using the sound of it, Differently, I, I, was, I was always jarring like this. You know, so much of communication is about vibrations. We think it's about words, but it's really about vibrations. When I had a deposition taken by a, a, an attorney, a, a, an antagonistic attorney, and my, my lawyer told me, don't ask, only answer the questions he actually asks. Don't help him, in other words. And when I only answered what he asked... I realized how much of communication is not verbal. It's a transference of thought. It's an intuitive leap. It's a hint that just sort of tells you a great deal more than was actually said. But when I actually just listened to his words and answered his words, it was, it was, it was non-communication to a large extent, but it was like a fraction of what communication really is. And when we're really trying not merely to uh, exchange information, but actually, it really communicate, like Swami says there, um, sincere uh, self-expression. 
requires sometimes careful deliberation. When we're, we're either trying to solve difficult problems, ease our way through sensitive issues, deal with people's hurt feelings, misunderstandings, all, all kinds of things like this. If you don't, if a person's natural rhythm of communication is interrupted, very often it just becomes impossible for them to say what they mean. And that frustration and not being able to express, not being, a, what will feel like not being allowed to express oneself or not be su- being supported in expressing oneself will not only cause often good, important thoughts to be lost, but it will also create a negative response. You know, just a feeling of oppression. And somebody may actually think they're trying to help you communicate better. I've, I've had this unfortunate experience with some people that I like quite well, but um, their, their need to have it sort of make sense as it goes along fights against my need to sort of lay out possible theories and then sort them out. But what, what, what I've observed in that is that if, and I'm very articulate, and I can keep track of a thought, but oftentimes I'm, I'm intuitively, or I'm, I'm searching for the answer, I don't yet know. That's where Swami says, sometimes it takes prolonged deliberation. Prolonged deliberation is a very important word in communication. Because if, if I'm trying to find out what's true, I might not know when I start exactly what I want to say. But I want to explore a certain idea, and it's almost like I need to put it out. And even if there's others in the room, it's not even that you need yet to respond to it verbally, but it's just there in the room, and your thoughts are also examining it. And then, sort of intuitively, I can work my way through it. If somebody interrupts me, demands that I start following their rhythm at that point, I I can just... I can lose the thread altogether, what to speak. And this is the other part of it, of losing any interest in communicating. And a lot of times with people, you have to win them to communication. Not everyone is comfortable even exposing their thoughts. Some people are very private, even even in ways that to others may not even seem private. Or what they're trying to express may be tied to issues that that you may not be aware of and it's possible even they are not aware of and so part of the deliberateness is to allow people to sort of sink gradually not only into the logical thought but the feeling dimension of whatever those thoughts mean to them and i mean it's just words are a very a very funny thing i i have had a very have a very good friend i my unfortunately, my life doesn't intersect with hers as much as it used to. But as she as she joked about herself, she said, she, you know, uh, the only language she speaks is English. But she she jokingly said she doesn't really have a first language because words are simply not her first language. Although much time has passed, and I have to say she's become rather articulate. But in our youth, when we were often together. Um, it was it was very interesting to me because, and I mean this literally, sometimes she would actually use the opposite word of the word she meant. Because she, she was a clear thinker. It was odd. She was a clear thinker, but words were not her medium of communication. It was more intuition and 
So sometimes she would just like randomly say a word that was related to what she wanted to say, but it was related because it was the opposite. <laughs> but I developed a lot of intuition and I just tended to know uh, what she was saying. I'm thinking about another humorous thing in this respect. A friend of mine, um, he's now passed away, but he was, he was a very good writer. He was into, into public relations and he, he, he was a complicated person, let me just put it that way. But he could express himself much better written than he could spoken. And I, he was mentoring me in certain aspects of promotions and business and, and, and writing, and he was a very good friend. And I spent much of a day with him in his natural habitat, in his office with all the people who worked with him and so on. And we were just walking around, and he often had trouble articulating what he really meant. His employees were used to him, but it was sort of funny, like, I would, he would say almost what he meant, and I would sort of intuitively know what he meant, and I would often help him say what he wanted to say. Far from being insulted by that, which in retrospect he could have been, he offered me a job at any salary I wanted, <laughs> just to literally stand next to him and tell people what he really meant every time. <laughs> and it's just like, he was a brilliant man. It's just between his thoughts and his words, it, it didn't always connect. And we can be really good friends to other people if we try to understand how they communicate rather than always just sitting in our way of communicating and demand that they come to us. You know, just reach out. I, I think of it as in terms of matching vibrations. Um, I've been very fortunate in my life to have had some wonderful women friends and a couple of them particularly have a nature, one has passed away but one is still with us on the planet, have a nature that's very different than mine. Um, they are articulate but their, their first understanding of things comes much more from intuition and heart. And I g gradually realized that the way to be their friend was not at all to try to make them meet me. And I, I would like, for years, I apprenticed myself to them. It's just like, I'll let you be my mentor in teaching me how to be a very different kind of person. And part of the differences was the way they used words and the way they communicated. But whenever I was with them, I would do my very best to, I, the only way I can describe it is to, have, to match my vibration to theirs. And then, of course, communication became much easier because, well, I'll use Swami's word, we were in rhythm. We were in the same rhythm. And my rhythm is much faster, was much faster, much faster, much more sharp, you know, much more exact about things. Theirs was much more flowing, much more getting a feel for things, much more testing the water, putting out a little bit of an idea, really feeling the other person's reality before you take a step. And I, I couldn't, I could observe it and I admired it, but it wasn't until I actually tried to match it that I really began to understand, well, among other things, what a different world they lived in than the world I lived in. And so much of communication is, is trying to cross the world, isn't it? You know, each of us, we make so much sense to ourselves. And Master made the marvelous statement that uh, God is center everywhere, circumference nowhere. What that means is each, each one of us 
stands at the center of the whole universe. And from our center point, we see, that's how we see the world. And it's true. That's what Master was saying. It's not like where I stand is actually the center and you all are on the periphery. So you need to move into my center. No, yours is also the center of the universe. God is center everywhere. God is present in my own heart. And therefore, where, where, what I radiate outward is just as valid as what you radiate outward. Now, we might not all have the same facts and we might not all be as effective in what we're trying to accomplish. So I'm not saying there's no relative um, value of one thing might be a more valuable because more effective, more harmonious, more um, grounded in reality way of doing things. But everybody makes perfect sense to themselves or else they would be different. So we can be a tremendous help to people by, by, you know, the Indian expression was walk a mile in someone else's moccasins before you, you judge them. But you can do it also just intuitively. Just stand in the center of who they are and allow them to be themselves. And in allowing them to be themselves, you'll gain a perspective often that you never had. And very often you'll discover that people whose way of being is so different than yours caused you not to appreciate the tremendous value of what they were bringing or perhaps not allow them to express their value and see how much more richer and wonderful life can be. And when you're a good friend to people, they're inclined to be a friend to you. And that's one of the great joys of being a human being is to build these deep and lasting and loving relationships with one another. So Swamiji says, Give people the time they need to express themselves clearly. The rhythms of thought vary, but sincere self-expression requires careful and sometimes prolonged deliberation. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.